guys, it's day four and I'm re- I'm actually restarting this podcast because I did start a different one and I realised that I think it's a little bit too soon to talk about some of the stuff I've been talking about so I'm going to save those bits that I've already recorded for another podcast and I've actually decided to uh, talk about um, being alone uh, and mental health and the impact of being alone and what it does to people's mental health. Uh, so this, uh, and I've, I've last uh, two weeks I've been spending uh, on my own completely. My uh, lovely boyfriend James uh, went off on holiday on the 20th of December, so I've been on my own since then. Uh, he's coming home tomorrow, so I thought, when's the best time to do a podcast about being alone? It's possibly when I am alone, so I'm going to do this one today. And the stuff that I recorded earlier on, I'll use on a completely different podcast. Um... So I've got two on the go at the minute, which is always fun. Um, so yeah, being alone, the impacts on mental health and um, yeah, just stuff about that really today. Okay, so being being alone. Being alone is um, hard uh, when you have mental health problems because it leaves you with way too much time to think about your mental health problems and you kind of get yourself into this sort of like thought process where you're always going to be alone you're never going to find somebody who cares about you you're going to have your family sure um but for people like me I absolutely love being in a relationship um I love having somebody else to talk to about anything and everything from what I did in the day to physics and quantum mechanics of all things I don't know a huge amount about quantum mechanics just a disclosure there I like to talk about it like I know a lot about it, but I don't know anything about it. I'm not a scientist. Uh, I don't know a huge amount about quantum physics. It's just fun to talk about. Um, any Conspiracy theories. I can't really talk about conspiracy theories to many people. I think my mum kind of gets it and my dad does on occasion. And we used to have these epic conversations about aliens and and what the world was like before the world was the world, and oh, it was great, and what what's the world going to be like after the world is the world? It was awesome, and that was one of the things I absolutely loved about living with my parents. Um, other things, obviously, not so much, but um, but yeah, I loved having those kind of deep and meaningful conversations about random stuff. And when I'm on my own, I obviously, I could have those conversations, but I could have those conversations with myself, which... Um, isn't good apparently talking to yourself uh isn't isn't healthy so much but you know why 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 not i think i get some really great answers out of myself on occasion um so i love being in a relationship because you get to talk about all that stuff plus you have the 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 knowledge that you're not on your own if you go in through something and it's really awful you have somebody there to share it with who can help you through it and that's one of the things I love about uh, being with people is uh, being in a relationship with someone is you can share everything with them um, or you're encouraged to share as much as you think you can share with a person, especially when you've been with them for as long as uh, a lifetime with, with, say, for example, like my parents. They've been together for years and years and years, uh, been married for years and years and years. I can't quite remember what anniversary they're up to. Um, but they've been married as long as I've been around, so it's at least 28 years. Um, so, 
Um, with a relationship like theirs, it's only grown stronger in time. And they share everything together. They've lived together for years and years and years and years and years and years. And they still love each other. And it's absolutely wonderful, their relationship. And if I can have a relationship that's half as good as theirs, um, I would count myself a very lucky person. Um, so, yeah, that's what I've always wanted. And because I've not had that, um, particularly when I was even shown a little bit of affection from somebody... I jumped into that relationship headfirst without thinking and wound up alone, which is what situation I was in at the start of the year. Um, I was with this guy for nearly four years. We were a bit on and off again, on again, off again. Um, he did something horrible to me quite a while back, um, going back a bit now. Uh, so we split up for a while and then me being the idiot, the you know the idiotic person I was, um, got back together with him. Despite the fact that my rule, my one rule in relationships, is if you break up with someone, there's a reason that you've broken up with them, and you don't want to get back because back together with that person because the likelihood of them doing it again is massive. And although he didn't do that again. He did something incredibly worse than that and effectively ended all hope of uh, having a relationship and completely destroyed my mental health all in one go uh, and also completely destroyed my trust in human beings. So that happened. Uh, I don't want to go into any depth about what he did. I'll leave you all to guess um, and wonder. And those of you who do know, yes... It really broke me because when you think you know someone, turning out to do what he did um, kind of makes you second guess every decision you've ever made um, because you, you know, you fully trusted somebody that, you know, and you thought, you know, they would never do something quite as bad as that. But there you go. They did. He did it. And as much as he wanted to say it was a mistake, that you don't make a mistake like that. That's not something you can just, oops, I accidentally did that. No, that takes some thought. And that's, that's, you don't just get to that point either. You build up to that. Um, so either way, bad stuff. Wound up having um, pretty much a really bad breakdown with my health from that point. And that, uh, the whole year really was just a write-off. It was awful. Um, and as soon as I was starting to feel a little bit better, something else seemed to have gone wrong. Um, but yeah, since uh, since February, I was completely alone. And obviously, having had my mental foundation shaken so badly, being on my own at that point was, I think it's possibly been the hardest few months of my life uh, so far say so far because you know I'm only 28 it's not as if I've lived my entire life yet I can't say it's been the hardest month of my life because I've I've not lived my whole life yet and it's one of the most annoying phrases ever um but that was that I think the first sort of five or six months after that before uh meeting James um were some really rough months um being alone when you have mental health problems is detrimental, I think, because you don't have anyone, you don't have an outlet there that you can talk to. Me, myself, um, 
Obviously, other people probably do have the outlets like family or friends. Me, myself, I didn't have that outlet. I, um, I was left to think about everything um, and try and sort of rebuild my perception of people um, because I didn't want to hurt anybody in the process of that. Um, so by that, I mean, you know, I could have spoken to, I knew I could, if I needed the help, I could have gone to my parents, uh, and told and spoken at least to my mum, probably not my dad, not because I, I don't want to talk to my dad, but because I don't want to put that kind of pressure on him. Um, my dad is a brilliant person and he's very understanding and he, but his, his advice is very abrupt, um, which you know, most of the time it works, but in certain situations, I just didn't want that kind of abruptness. Um, but I, I definitely could have gone to my mum. The problem is with, with going to my family is I've always wanted them to see me as this strong and independent girl who doesn't generally need the emotional support that maybe some other people do because... I've always wanted to be the strong one in the family and I've had my problems and they probably know that I'm not actually that strong but I liked to think that I was and looking back on it now I really should have spoken to them about how I was and instead of kind of just blanking them and then when they asked I just sort of more or less lied and said I was okay and I wasn't okay. So, be um. That's just it. It is what it is, and at this point, there's nothing I can do to go back and tell myself, "Don't be stupid. Go and speak to them," because I think if I'd done that at the beginning, maybe I wouldn't have gotten as bad as I did. Maybe I would have gotten just as bad, but it would have been easier to cope with. I don't know. It's a very difficult, so uh, difficult sort of thing to do, though, especially when you just don't want to talk about it. And there is some there is some good things about being alone, I suppose. I mean, I at the time I lived in a really horrible, horrible flat, um, which was mouldy and smelly and you know, I tried to keep it as clean as I would generally keep things. My parents are like, yeah, right. I can just hear the yeah rights right now. Um I tried to keep it as tidy as I would would have been happy to live in, but unfortunately there were certain aspects of it that I couldn't or wouldn't do. Um, the ceiling caved in at one point in that flat, which is a result of poor building maintenance. And they didn't really fix the problem. They just kind of like patched it. And it was like, oh, it's going to happen again further down the line. Either way, I got out of there as soon as I was able to, thanks to my parents, um, who supported me through that. And it was at that point I realised I probably should have turned to them sooner. But things happen in your life and you just, some things you just don't want to share with your parents. Um, so, you know, I was living in this little flat and I wasn't happy at all. And I was trying to uh, rebuild my, myself from the shell that I'd become back into the, the lovely person that I knew I could be. Um, but things just kept happening. Things just kept going wrong. 
and I kept getting knocked back and rather than go to somebody for the help I tried to sort it out by myself I wanted to stay but and at that point I wanted to be on my own I didn't want to be a burden on my family or my friends um and I gradually I gradually I got worse and worse and worse and worse um and any time I, I was asked are you okay it's like yeah no I'm fine I'm fine I'll, I'm coping I'm managing you know I always manage somehow to to cope through these issues that I keep having and it was it was fine and I was I was happy to do that in in the sense that I was wasn't happy but I was doing it anyway um and we got to uh July and things started looking up a bit I decided that I was fed up of being alone I didn't want to I still didn't want to speak to my family or friends about my issues I still don't to an extent, but I know now that I can go to them if I need to. Um, but I decided that I didn't want to be alone anymore because I hated being alone. I hate not being in a relationship. It's boring. I like to have someone to cook for, for example. I like to be able to cook somebody else a meal and have them say, oh, this is really nice because that makes me feel good. And I like to be able to take someone out for a meal or uh, take someone out to the cinema or, you know, and, and do dates and stuff. I love that. I love that whole, the whole dating thing. It, it I, I think it's great. And be, finding someone that you can spend exuberant amounts of time with, it, 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 I love it. So I put myself back out there and I got myself on uh, that uh, dating app, Tinder. Tinder, not Grinder. It's definitely not Grinder. It's Tinder. <laughs> and um, I met with a couple of people from that and it wasn't, it wasn't great. Um, I was only on there for about a week, which apparently isn't unusual for ladies on that site because there are less ladies than men and people look for different things on there. Nobody told me. Uh, I was told by a friend to try it, but she didn't tell me about the seedier aspects of that uh, particular app, which I found out all too quickly after I received several picture messages, which frightened the life out of me. Um, and I had a good giggle, I'll admit. Some of the ones I was sent were quite funny. Don't want to get into that, though. Um, but yeah, after about a week, I had a message from someone I'd matched with uh, named James, lovely James, and we agreed that we wanted to meet, and it was quite. It was a, it was a lovely meet. We went to uh, Barry Island Beach, which is um just I think it's north of Cardiff, I think. Don't quote me. Um, this near Cardiff, and we had a really great day. It was lovely weather. It was middle. Of, it was sort of middle of July, and it was great. And we said. Uh, for definite, we wanted to meet up again at some point, and we'd get in touch, and and there, there, they had it, and I thought, yeah, this is probably some someone I can spend some time with, get to know a bit, and then we didn't see each other again for like two months, which is pretty, pretty normal for me to be honest. Uh, I had some problems with housing. I had to move house in that time. Uh, I obviously I met my friends in Western Supermare. Uh, which was amazing, and 
Um, and yeah, we 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 spoke on uh, on the internet a lot. We had we texted each other, but after I think a couple of weeks after the meeting, we just kind of it kind of went silent. And I thought, well, that was a fun day. I suppose I'll probably give it a few months before I try and I'll go back on Tinder again. Um, but out of nowhere then, uh, a couple of months later, I think it was, like I said, the start of October, uh, I had a message out of the blue when I was having the worst week. And I, at the start of that week, I, I'll be honest, I was so depressed. I wanted it all to end. I was so depressed i i just didn't want to do it anymore i can't remember why i felt that way or what triggered it i just got to a point where i didn't want to do it anymore and i've been in that situation a few times before but this time it actually it was frightening how much um how, how bad i was um i was persuaded by uh, one of my work colleagues to go to the doctor and I had, I think it was a week and a half where I didn't go to work. I got signed off by the doctor. They said it wouldn't be beneficial for me to go to work for that time. Despite the fact that I wanted to go back, I wanted to keep busy. Um, so he signed me off, off work. And I think it was the Friday after that, after that first couple of days that I got a text message out of the blue from James to say, um, I think he said something along the lines of, I'm probably too late, but I really had fun with you when we met up in July and I want to go out again. And here's me thinking, oh, woe is me, it's the end of the world. Suddenly thinking the universe has sent me a life preserver in the form of James. It's thrown me a bone and said, it's not all bad. Here, we've been saving this for you. And it gave me James. And we went out on another date. And we had a wonderful time again. We went to see a film, I think. Um, it was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Which was weird. It was a very weird film. Good film. I'm not going to say it wasn't good. It was, it was good. It was just... It was like two and a half hours of okay. And then half an hour of what the heck just happened. Um, and that was it. That was the end. Um, I was going to say, it was a, it was a good film. <laughs> it, it was it was strange. Um, so we went out, we spent time together, and I told him then, there and then, that I was struggling. And don't ask me why I did it. I wasn't intending to tell anybody at that point how bad it was, other than the doctor that I was seeing at the time. And obviously my boss to let them know what was happening um but I did I just out and said I'm struggling and your message has really perked me up um and he and to my enormous surprise he didn't run he didn't run for the hills which I fully expected fully expected and he was really nice about it and we talked and we stayed up until it must have been two or three o'clock in the morning and we were driving around I was driving him around and it was 
one of the best evenings I've ever had. And from then, we've pretty much been inseparable until he went on holiday. So I've been back in my in my house and going to work and everything but I've been I've been on my own pretty solidly all through Christmas and through New Year's I mean we talk on the phone and stuff but it just made me realize how much I take for granted when he's actually here because it's so quiet <laughs> it's been so quiet and I'm not used to it being so quiet here now. I, I know we'd only been together for three months before he went. Or two months before he went. Two or three months. But I'd gotten used... I'd gotten accustomed to him being here. And it was... I It was the best couple of months I've had in a long time. And I've actually felt genuinely happy. Which is weird for me. It felt very weird. And surprisingly he he's pretty much said the same thing to me it's been it's you know he's loving being on holiday and he he's spending time with his sister which he hasn't been able to do for a while a bit of background his sister is an English teacher in South Korea so that's where he is he's in South Korea and he absolutely loves it and apparently we're going there on holiday which is fine I don't mind that it's a bit pricey to get there but you know it still still looks like it could be good fun and I kind of want to go. It's going to be a culture shock, but I'm kind of going to want to go because it does look amazing. Um, but no, it's it brought to light that, you know, as much as I've gotten better, I'm still not great when I'm alone. And I'm so, so thankful that he's going to be home tomorrow. I'm picking him up from the airport tomorrow. I'm so excited. I'm wondering if we're going to have one of those um, meeting in the airport kind of moments, you know. Like, the girl runs to the guy and everything's perfect and, oh, romantic craziness. I'm wondering if that's going to happen. Because if it does, I might cry and I don't like crying in public. So I just wanted to add a quick um, thank you in the middle of this episode. It's kind of like, um, like a, think of it as like a really teeny tiny advert. Um, I wanted to thank um, Anchor for a start because they're the this is the app that I'm using to actually create my podcast. Uh, it's free to download on Android and iOS, um, and you can create your own podcast, get yourself out there, and um, they will distribute it for you. You can, you'll be distributed across places like Spotify and Apple po- uh, Podcasts. Um, it also it goes to all kinds of different places and you, so you don't have to do it yourself it's a really great platform to to get yourself out there so that's what uh, that's what I'm using so if you're interested in making your own podcast you can always give that a try doing this um, podcast today has been a bit of an eye-opener for me actually um talking about being alone and and uh, the reasons why I I was alone, and it keeps going through my head like, why do why did being alone bother me so much? And I think it was because it kind of reaffirmed all the things that those high school bullies said to me, um, back in school, like nobody will ever love me because I'm fat or because I'm ugly or 
you know, they're, they're just the mean things that kids said. Or because I like the one that said, because I'm weird. But, you know, my weirdness, it makes me wonderful. I can be delightful even when I'm at my weirdest. And I admit to my, I even say to myself that I'm a bit weird. And I like it because it makes me different. I like being a bit weird. I'm random. I say random things. I make random. I walk into a room, make a weird noise, and walk out again, which always never fails to get a laugh, because it's like I forget what I'm in there for, so I make a noise and leave. Why not? Um, but you know, it being on my own, it means it. It makes me think that am I on my own because I am all those things that people said about me before, or is it because, uh. I just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Why am I on my own? I never, I never thought that I would spend my life alone. I don't think that's my, my destiny to spend my life alone. I truly believe that I have a destiny. Like everybody has a destiny. They're placed on a path at birth. And although that path has so many different uh, intersections or junctions or whatever you want to call them, you can go, you can choose out of a hundred different choices, an infinite amount of possibilities, but you're always destined to be something. And it's always written for you at the start of your life. And you can choose how you get there, but you will always get there. That's my belief. And I think that probably comes from uh, part of my personal belief system because I am a pagan. I'm a practicing witch. Again, coming back to the whole weird thing, people don't think that's weird. I don't. That's to me, that's normal. My normal is somebody else's weird, but somebody else's normal is my weird. Like people who watch football. Why? It's weird. It's not generally seen as weird, but it's not my normal. So it, to me, it, it's weird. It's something different. Um. It's. You know, my personal belief is I was never destined to be alone. Never, ever. Crazy Catwoman aside, I was going to be Crazy Catwoman with a husband and hopefully children in the future. And although I've not gotten to... I'm 28 and my goal was to be married with kids by 30. Life doesn't follow my plan. And I've learnt that in the last few years, definitely, that my plan and life's plan for me is completely different. Um, I have to just go with it. And I think I was supposed to be alone for the time I have been. Um, it's made me self-sufficient, self-reliant on just myself for what I needed, which is what you know, what I, what it makes me a, a stronger person than some people who haven't had that time by themselves, um, or haven't had as much time by themselves, because I know if something goes wrong in my house, for example, um, my curtain rail falls down, I know that I'm able to put that curtain rail up by myself if I need to, and I do need to because it has fallen down, and I know, um, I can rely on myself when, my car starts making a funny noise and admittedly my car knowledge comes from my dad and my brother because anytime my car has a problem it's like uh guys do you know what possibly this could be but I mean this particular time I diagnosed and I fixed the problem myself it needed power steering fluid I put power steering fluid in it 
it works fine now. I'm a happy person and I learned how to do that myself. And that's part of what I love about being alone is I learn to do things alone. I learn to rely on just myself, my knowledge, and I learn to, to do all that. But one thing I didn't like about being alone is I couldn't share any of that with anybody. That's, that's something that I find difficult is I have a wealth of knowledge and, um, it's just things I want to share with people and I just, I can't, I haven't got that person there when I want to share it. And I think, oh yeah, I could tell no one because there's no one, you know, it, and that's what I found most difficult about being alone, I think is one of the most difficult things is not having that person that I could just turn to and say, oh, I did this today and I'm really proud of myself for that, you know, and that was, that was difficult. And I think one of the best things about being in the relationship I'm in now is I'm constantly being told how proud he is of me, of the little achievements I have. You know, I put power steering fluid in my car, but he's proud of me for that. Or I managed to get an achieve a silly achievement on a computer game that we both play, and he's proud of me for that. And hearing just those words, I'm proud of you, makes me feel so good. Makes me feel so good. And I love that. I love being feeling good about an achievement, something I thought was only just like a little thing. But him turning to me and saying, oh, you did that on your own. I'm proud of you. Wow, that makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. And it's not as if I've never heard those words before. It's just nice any time you do hear those words. You know, my parents told me that they were proud of me when I got the job that I got now, which made me feel so warm and fuzzy inside. And they, they're forever telling me how proud they are that I'm managing to do this all on my own and that I installed a shower in my house by myself by watching a YouTube video of somebody installing a shower and then just going, yeah, I could do that and doing it. It's proud. They're proud of me for that. And I love that. And I think I've gained the skills that the skill set that I have because I've been alone. So being alone when you have mental health problems, it really sucks because you just want somebody to share your problems with. And a problem shared is a problem halved, so they say. And at the same time, there's so many positives about being alone. Uh, in the last two weeks, the one thing I've missed with James being gone is having him here to share the Christmas with, especially that is the holidays and it's Christmas and New Year and I've not been able to spend those particular days with him when I've not had to work and I've not been stressed out. And it, that has been really difficult for me to deal with because I was thinking we would have a, a wonderful Christmas and obviously that didn't turn out to be how it happened. But he had a lovely Christmas where he was and I had a Christmas where I was. I'm not going to say what kind of Christmas I had because it honestly it wasn't the greatest Christmas. But, you know, when he comes back, instead of going, oh, well, this year is rubbish, we'll wait until next year. No, we're having Christmas on the 6th of January, the day after he gets back, because we still want to share that, that day together. So, you know, it's it, there's, there's so many negatives of, of being alone and, and yet so many positives. So 
I'm just hoping that going forward now, I can, when I am alone, I can still see those, those positives rather than the negatives. And so on that delightfully positive note, I'm going to do the complete excellent thing because it is very late in the day now. I started this uh, podcast about three hours ago and took a break midway to, to sort myself out and have some lunch or dinner and, um, and to have a shower and everything because I'm going to pick James up from the airport tomorrow and I really want to look my best. Um, so on, I'm going to end this on a positive note and just say that I am finally getting my boyfriend back. Hurrah! It's going to be great having him home and not having to worry about him gallivanting off into the into the wilds of Korea with some Korean girl, which was a genuine worry because I have anxiety and I worry about everything. I worry about what I have for dinner and if I'm going to get salmonella from chicken, even though I had no chicken. It comes, it's crossed my mind. What if this chicken's not good? Wait, I'm not eating chicken. It happens. I forget what I'm eating while I'm eating it. I had a cheese toasty. It was lovely. Um, You know, it, it, it's going to be nice not having to worry about him and having him here. Um, I do have, I have some news to tell him as well, which is great. Um, Stuff about, like, stuff I happened at work and I can share that with him again. Uh, I've not shared any of the any of the worst stuff with him or the good stuff with him because I just wanted about him to have a brilliant time there and he has. Uh, so we've got Christmas tomorrow, um, or not tomorrow, Christmas on Monday rather than on Christmas Day because I've got a gift. So we're going to exchange gifts and have a full roast dinner and it's going to be lovely. I've taken the whole day off work so we can spend the day together. It's going to be, be great really looking forward to it um he's going to be massively jet lagged because the flight's not getting in until 10 o'clock so he's going back in time basically uh korea is nine hours ahead of uk time so as i'm recording this it is uh 25 past midnight which means in korea right now it's about 25 past nine in the morning so he's going to be up like hopefully he's up and ready and getting himself ready to catch his flight because that's in a few hours for him. And I'm gonna set myself into worry mode because he's gonna be on a flight, so I'm gonna worry about him. I'm gonna worry about playing, and it's gonna be great fun for me. I'll sleep like a baby though because I'm so tired. I've had such a long day. I've been busy uh, cleaning and getting stuff ready for him to come back. Although I have to apologise to him, I'm gonna apologise on the podcast. I'm going to apologise to him in advance at the state of the living room. The cats are so messy and so scratchy. Oh, come here. There you go. Sorry. Cat climbing up my leg. I have happens all the time. These days, but they're so messy. They uh, are learning litter tray. Um, l- they're learning to use it um, slowly. That uh, I've placed like cardboard all around the trays so if they do miss the tray that at least they get the cardboard which is something um but they they're messy eaters and they like to rip things up and just the whole living room right now is a little bit of a kitten disaster zone 
I am considering moving them into another room so they don't cause quite as much disruption. But at the same time, I like having them where I know where they are. Because, you know, there's nothing worse than thinking, I've got five cats, where's the sixth cat? I've done that all day today, as I've got five, where's number six? Where's number six? Turns out it was probably hiding under the sofa or something. Oh, dear. But they are super cute balls of fluff. Um, so, yeah, and basically, I'm going to end it now um, because they're getting a bit active again. So you probably hear the paper that they're tearing up into small pieces. Uh, it's tissue paper from one of the presents I bought. Um, and they love it because it makes noise. Um, so they're going to have a play for the next few hours at attacking my feet um while I edit this which is going to be fun um so yeah ending on a positive is I get my boyfriend back uh we're going to do some podcasts together hopefully probably not straight away because he's not 100% sure what he wants to say on this sort of thing but we'll have a chat about it it's going to be great fun and um yeah I'll basically I'll talk to you guys again um, soon, probably not tomorrow, but um, maybe Monday, you never know, I'll t do a Christmas Day podcast that's not actually on Christmas Day, why not? So take care guys, hope you're all good, and uh, talk to you soon.